Dude. So what's ready, going on? No, you ready to go? You good? Yeah. yeah. Right, dude, tell me, tell me about fucking two bang Bobby, bro. Two bang. <laughs> you, you motherfucker, like, dude. I mean, so I'm, I, you know, Operation Unknown dropped today. Shout yep. out to shout out to Big A, Big Apple, my man Billy. <laughs> I'm just cruising along, and fucking Two Bang Bobby makes his appearance. Like you'll never ever be anything other than Two Bang Bobby. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what a what an amazing remember, dude. We used to actually talk together about like fight nicknames and shit, and like that would have been your. I think at the time you didn't like Bobby though, right? Yeah, I don't. I, you know, the only like. I don't like Bob. You can call me really anything else. I don't mind Bobby, but I don't like Bob. Like, don't call me Bob. Um, everything else is fair game, though. So, dude, I remember that. It was like, what I called you Robbie. Don't call me Bob Meyer. I think one time, like, as a joke, we were grappling or talking fight shit or whatever, like we always used to. Yeah. You're too bang Bobby from here on out. Two bang Bobby was a, a thing of legend at my old department. So dude, I've never had a bang. Are they that intense? Like if anyone anyone who actually like knows me knows me or is pretty close with me knows that I consume and always have just a just a ridiculous amount of energy drinks. I think in our day it was Red Bulls. I used to just hammer Red Bulls. Yeah. But now I've graduated to monsters because you get twice the can for half the price. So but I've never had a bang. Well, how much caffeine is in a, a can of monster that you drink? Well, I don't even have it near me, but I don't think you said some ridiculous number. I don't think it's that high. Yeah. Some so correct me if they want, but bangs have 300 milligrams of caffeine, which like a normal soda. Uh, I don't even know what a normal soda has nothing remotely close to what you'd get in yeah. the bang energy drink. And, you know, I used to drink them at work all the time. You know, you'd start your shift and after briefing was done, you'd, you know, do your squad check and get your car and get, get all your gear. And then you'd go to the gas station. You'd grab an energy drink because you knew it was probably going to be a long fucking night. Um, and I wanted to be sharp. And honestly, the energy drinks, you know, helped with that. But the problem came like at around 1030 or close to shift change when an oncoming like night shift guy would call in sick and mm. night shift would only have they'd be below minimums. You know, you had to have a certain number of officers on yeah. at a given time. So, you know, if depending on seniority and, you know, vacation time or whatnot, you, you might get held over for another four hours and have to cover part of that night shift, yeah. um, which is just part of the job. It is what it is. But I tell you like those last four hours can be a real drag, you know, or they can be chaotic given, you know, if it's a Friday night or a Saturday night or something like that. So, if I got held over and I was forced to work at 12, you know, I'd get another bang to make sure that <laughs> I was, I was sharp, you know? Yeah. Um, I love it, dude. And that, you know, so when you have like 600 milligrams of caffeine circulating through your body, you know, in, in a, a relatively short amount of time, you know, it kind of, it does things to you. It, uh, <laughs> it, it really kind of messes with you a little bit. So, yeah, dude, that's like the, basically what you're describing or saying is like, any any shift worker's drug of choice, right? Who's not allowed to do drugs, basically? Yeah, but, yeah I mean, caffeine. That's, yeah, is caffeine by whatever vehicle? Everyone has sort of their own vehicle. Um, my problem is like I'll drink a shitload of coffee like in the morning and then in the afternoon switch. You know, yeah. I've met dudes that drink coffee all day long for whatever reason. Like that's not me. It's never been me. Um, I don't know, man. Two, yeah. I don't think anything I've ever consumed has that amount of. Uh, caffeine in it though which explains all the internet memes and shit like you know but I, you know I, I even when i was in in the marines i didn't i hardly drank energy drinks i feel like, like back, yeah i feel like back then you you were a pretty excitable guy anyways like I, you, I feel like you had a lot of energy and yeah i did yeah you know you didn't you were just like kind of a uppity kind of like uppity in a good way like energetic type of dude i feel like i don't you know i yeah. was i was not like I needed fuel, you know, like I, people talk about motivation. That's like a, it's like a lifestyle. That's not like waking out of bed, like fucking ready to go. You know what I mean? Like motivation is just like being driven to do things, but that doesn't mean like you're, fu you're not exhausted while you're doing it. Right. So yeah. Like I needed fucking, you know, I feel like that sometimes people mix those two things up. Like I can be super motivated in life, but be tired the whole time and need a fucking kick in the ass. Like, 
via Red Bull, you know, yeah. every once in a while. But man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got really hung up on that today. Like when when I was editing, that was so funny, dude. I was literally for one, like that that Operation Unknown episode. It was hard for me because like. I just pictured you, dick, you dickheads, with these, just talking about, like, I who would have known? Who would have thought that the Men in Black were like a thing? You know, I didn't know of it until Billy. That's my point. Billy, Billy comes up with some of these wild ass things, and it's like real. This is real shit for people. And I'm just, yeah. picture, I'm, I'm editing, picturing you two fucking like figure this thing out, and then you're, you're tell, you, you just unleash two bang Bobby. <laughs> so good. Two bang Bobby almost got me in trouble a couple times. But uh, what's like the worst case scenario for two bang Bobby? Well, I, I, I remember the, the first time like two bang Bobby came out. Um, yeah, I was, I was working four hours after, after my shift. So I was working until 3 AM and like right out of the gate, there was like a, a domestic, like a, a rolling domestic. So a domestic taking place inside of a vehicle, you know, mm. And we eventually like tracked down the people and like one of the guys has this huge gash on his face because he got bottled by his girlfriend and she's driving drunk and stuff like that. And I remember the guy, like he's, he's the victim here. Um, but he's like walking away from me and I'm trying to like, you know, put the pieces together and figure out what's going on. Like tracked down his girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And he just keeps like walking away from me. He doesn't, doesn't want to talk to me. And eventually, you know, like I've got the caffeine like surging through my body and eventually like, I just start screaming at this dude, like, stop fucking moving. Like, get the fuck over here. Like, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And he's like, you know, he had to, like, put me in check, you know. And he's like, he's got blood. Like, he's got an open wound, blood pouring down his face. And he, like, looks at me and he's like, dude, like, you need to (laughs) calm down. Like, I'm the victim here. And I was like, yeah, you are. Like, I'm really sorry, man. Let's let's make lemonade and uh, and figure this out. You know, (laughs) sorry, bud. (laughs) I, you know, you just get a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, but dude, like, when you're hopped up on some shit and, like, things aren't going the way you want them to go, you know, like... Yeah, well, yeah, you uh, know, as a as a cop, you expect compliance, right? Like, you're, you're there trying to fix a problem. Yeah. And I was, you know, ultimately kind of making the situation worse for, you know, 15 seconds, but... Well, I've been there, buddy, but I, I didn't need two banks to get me there. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the time I just made it worse just because I was there. I, I retired to Bang Bobby though, so I don't I don't think that's going to happen again. I stick with one energy drink and and that's about it. Well, like kind of like Frank the Tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some similarities there. Sure. Two Bang Bobby's never coming back, huh? I'll, we'll find him one day. We'll find him. Yeah, I mean, I think when the baby was really young, and I mean, and he's still obviously really young, but when he was like within his first few weeks of being alive i think i i may have had two bangs in a day but bangs are really good too as far as energy drinks go really yeah they're they're good i feel like two bang bobby's a product of his environment yeah i I would say so i feel like two bang bobby could run a whole night gaming and not be explosive i i don't think i can do that anymore man by by like two o'clock in the morning i'm just i'm i'm dying i'd love to but I don't. I don't think it's possible anymore. I'm getting too old. I feel you, like, dude. I can't, dude. I can't even get through like a fucking movie anymore, bro. <laughs> Seriously, like you'll get. The, I mean, you know, and like I wonder. I often wonder, like, so I, you know, we. I don't know, dude. I was 23 when my oldest daughter was born. You were the same age, right? 36. Is that yeah? Right? Yeah. And, and your son's 10 months. Is that right? Yeah, 10 months. I mean, I can only imagine, like, dude. At 23, I was struggling sometimes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I just try to get, I try to uh, like catch your perspective, you know, especially like you've become kind of popular with us. Like the hack Daniels guys, like we really enjoy having you on the show. Well, I enjoy uh, being here, whatever show, but I mean like you're a graduate student and a dad, a new dad, you know, yep. to a young, like that's not easy, man. So, I mean, yeah, I have, I have a, a very accommodating wife. So we were a good team, which is really good. Yeah. Well, dude, there's a lot to be said for, that let's just, yes you know, yep. Um, yep there's a lot of things that just we couldn't couldn't do if our spouses didn't support well i mean being a becoming a parent has put a whole like before i never really like you know you'd hear you'd see on like facebook or on tv like single mom this is a single mom dilemma you know the struggle of being a single mom or a single parent and i was just like yeah you know it just kind of went over my head but now i'm like fuck man yeah 
I couldn't imagine being a single parent. Like I give so much credit to people that are, you know, are forced to do that. It, that has got to be exhausting. Yeah, no dude, for sure. So, so like Lori and I were one years Lair was us, you know, with the exception of like when I went to Iraq, she was on her own. And like, really, I was never put in a position for like any extended a period of time where I had to sort of fill both roles. Yeah. Her grandmother passed away and her grandmother lives in the Philippines. So, you know, that's an extensive trip, right? Yep. Um, my mom came to help me, but like, I, t- I didn't want my mom to like have to replace my wife. So like I was doing like absolutely everything I possibly could. And like I gained a sincere appreciation for, you know, sort of both sides of, you know, sure. Yeah. Like when I, when one day you, you don't get up and go to work and you fill the other spouse's sort of typical roles, like that's uh it's a slap in the face, man. And you get, you gain a different appreciation like for yeah. what each other does, you know? I think that was, a pretty big reason as to why I left law enforcement because I knew the shift that I was going to be working. She would be stuck doing that, being the single mom, yeah. you know, yeah. six days a week. For sure. Dude. I mean, it's hard, dude. I mean, it's also kind of what you make it, you know? And yeah. to be honest, man, some people are really good at it and some people like are pretty good at it and struggle, you know, it's just all, it all depends, dude. Like, and like, dude, some people are gifted, like incredible kids. Some people like, have you ever heard of like someone who had a colicky kid? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know anybody. No, you know what? I, I do know. Yeah. A former coworker. So I've had people tell me about like their colicky children. And that sounds devastating. Dude. Like, and they, they, they just scream for hours, right? Yeah, dude. Like there's no pleasing these kids. And it's, it's yeah. I forget. It's based around like the stomach pains and stuff. And it's just like, fuck man like i did not ever have that you know yeah we're we're lucky we do not have a colicky baby dude i i I consider myself insanely fortunate like our children um were really good it seems like compared to some folks you know so well i've been meaning to ask you about this like how did your daughter your oldest daughter become so damn good at golf she is like i've uh, seen the videos like she's like she's gonna be like a pro golfer yeah, man, uh, dude. So when I got, when I got home from Iraq, we were in Okinawa and then we went to the schoolhouse. Um, and like, I didn't realize, I don't, dude, I think I probably made the schoolhouse way more intense than it needed to be, but I don't know. You know, that was just me, man. That's just how <laughs> that was my approach to it. And, um, so I was, I was grinding, dude. I was going a hundred miles an hour and especially like after the deployment, all that stuff, like I didn't ever, um, I didn't completely decompress. So anyways, like I just needed an escape and I started playing golf and um, like I had played golf before, but I, I went to find it and my wife was like, Hey, if you know, if you're going to do this, can you just like take her with you? And I'm like, fucking okay. <laughs> sure. You know? And she just started riding with me, man. And then it just grew from there, dude. And now, um, you know, I'm, it's just a game that she's embraced and you know, we, get her lessons and she competes and every time i fucking walk on a golf course with a kid dude i'm just like i feel full you know yeah happy man like no it's it's amazing to see a young kid like that just absorb you know a a very difficult sport that is golf yeah it's not yeah golf is hard dude and it's been it's been a challenge um she's got a loads of natural talent but um no one is naturally not, not many, like the mental aspect of some of these things isn't always a natural gift. I can tell you right now, I'm a mental midget and she probably got some of it for me. So we have to work that aspect of the game. She's got all the physical ability in the world, but golf is so cerebral and you're so, you're so alone, you know, it doesn't matter what I tell her. She always has to hit the shot. So, mm-hmm. um, but those are the times that I enjoy the most, man. And to be honest, it's that feeling that I have with her on the golf course in all those years where, um, there's guys out there, there's veterans out there that say like golf actually was like one of the things that like saved their life uh, for whatever reason. I don't, I don't necessarily say that, but what I do know is it allowed me to reconnect to my life, mm-hmm. reconnect to my daughter, reconnect um, to myself and, you know, her and our relationship. And, you know, it'll always be centered around golf, man. And 
I mean, that's what inspired me to start a nonprofit, dude, to try mm-hmm. to, to try to help other people find that, you know? So well, yeah, that's man. Awesome. Just, if I had the discipline, I'd pick golf back up again, but I don't Dude, See, I, I think golf can be for everyone really. You know, I just think you're one, I call it one swing because I feel like people are one swing away from coming back tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, you know, and, and, and when I say coming back tomorrow, I mean, in any way you want to mean it, right? Like, sure. Some people are struggling and they need to find something and it could be that one, you know? Yeah, man. I don't know. I just, I'm excited, dude, <clears throat> but yeah, I hope, uh, I hope my daughter is with me for that ride to be honest. Cause a lot of it, whether she knows it or not, a lot of it's based on her, you know? And yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Thanks for asking. Actually. I don't get to talk about that a lot. She's uh, no, I, I've been meaning to ask you about it for a while. I just, yeah, man, I, so, dude, I just, and it's not even for me, like in terms of like overall parenting or whatever, like I was like, no, I was pretty much like told like, Hey, football is like our deal. You know, you're going to play ball. I'm like, all right. It just so happened that I love football and I wouldn't change anything, but I would have loved to like participate in other sports. And, and I kind of did, but, um, <clears throat> for me, like, I just want to expose my kids to whatever they ask. And if they like it, I'll keep enabling them to do it. My only thing is if you ask me to do it and I put you in it, you got to commit. And then if at the end of that season or whatever, you don't want to do it anymore, we'll move on. Mm-hmm. I just say, once we commit, you got to finish. Yeah. Whatever sport it may be, you know? So that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I just like, and if it's, you know, I don't like, ba- everybody knows my raw disdain for baseball. If you've listened <laughs> to me for any amount of time, uh, my son loves baseball, you know, and I love to watch him play baseball, but I don't, I don't care for the sport, but anytime he asks me, I'm going to put him out there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I've met that sort of won't do that because it's not their thing. I don't look at it that way. I don't care if it's my thing. It's my son's thing, you know? Um, and that's, that's the way that I look at it. Same with archery, dude. I don't, I, I don't really care about archery. My daughter, Chloe has found it and is obsessed with it. And we're going to ride that pony until she moves on to something else, you know? Well, when the apocalypse hits, you guys will be oh, ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. This kid, I mean, people, some of my buddies that hunt are like, dude, you better catch up. Like she's going to drop a big, <laughs> a big elk or something before you do <laughs> I mean, uh, she's, she's in, you know, she wants to compete, but yeah, I mean, I just, um, I just try to provide a platform for him to embrace it, man. In terms of golf, Kyle just got really fucking good at it. You know? Yeah. No, um, that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's cool. Yeah. What do you, what are you, uh, what are you thinking for your boy, man? Um, uh, probably no contact sports. Why do you say that? I just worry about him. You know, I don't know. I might be overthinking it, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't really want, I I didn't grow up playing like dedicating myself to any sport. Yeah. Like I played football, I played baseball, I played soccer, played basketball, but I never really embraced it and and got too into it. Mm -hmm. If he plays a sport, I want him to do, or if he does some type of competition or some type of athletics, I don't know. I, I just want him. I don't want him to get injured at a young age. Um, That's fair. So I'm like in my, in my perfect world, like he'd be a really good swimmer. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, get in the pool. Dude. I, so I was, a, I was a swimmer and I, I regret not following up on it. To be honest, I stopped swimming. I was actually really good. Uh, I don't, dude, I think all parents now are faced with that. We just know so much more than our parents did, you know? Yeah. Um, like I love football. I want to see my son play football, but it worries, it worries me, you know, cause we know so much more about it. Yep. Uh, same with martial arts. Dude. I'd love martial arts. I know you do too. I know you've participated. I participated. Like it would still be a struggle to watch any of my kids get, you know, I'd be okay with him doing jujitsu. Yeah. Sort of, sort of the no contact contact sport of all sports in a way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of interesting in the fact that it's highly contact, but not necessarily abusive. Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but uh, dude, I, I have a friend of mine. He was a professional football player, man, and he's got like four boys. And uh, I'm like, well, what's your thought on football? He's like, man, I'm not gonna, you know, I got a feeling like some of them will gravitate towards it or whatever, but I'm not gonna push it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that makes sense, you know. This is a dude who's had, who knows how many, you know, concussions. So, <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, it's something that we all got to think about, man. But, you know, you know, try to get them into golf, dude. I would just say golf, golf is super hard for boys. Um, it's getting way more competitive for girls, but there are far fewer girls that compete than boys do. You know, Tiger, yeah. Woods, Tiger Woods kind of changed the whole landscape for he made he made golf like cool. Yes, he did. And sort yeah. of, you know, sort of st- they stopped looking at it as like an older guy or nerdy kind of sport. And he made it more athletic and cool. And, you know, so he was like the first guy to get like a Nike sponsorship, wasn't he? Probably. I think Nike was not in the golf space. Yeah. I don't think if they were, it wasn't in any substantial way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They basically built Nike golf around Tiger Woods. I mean, that's why he's got the TW brand. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't know. There's something out there for everybody, man. If my kids fucking curled for the rest of their lives, dude, as long as they committed to it and were passionate about it, I'd fuck, I'm all in, you know, I don't mm-hmm. fuck. Like I, don't, I just want them to have something, some outlet go curling. I think curling's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's popular in Wisconsin. Is it? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's why you didn't even laugh at that. Cause you're actually in a place where people fucking curl. Yeah. There's curling gyms around, around Madison. Well, that was a bus on my part. I'm sorry, dude. Sometimes I forget where fucking people are from, dude. <laughs> I actually, I want to curl. I want to try it. I just think it looks cool. Like, I dude, I, I, dude, I love the. I watch the, I love the Olympics. I'll watch any, I'm a, I'm a sports guy, especially when it's nations competing against nations. I think that's like the sort of epitome of all sporting events. Yeah. And, uh, for whatever reason, like during the winter Olympics, that's one of my favorites to watch. I don't know why. Uh, I've never done it. I don't even really get it, <laughs> but it's just a weird sport. That's, I think that's cool. why people are interested. It's so strange. Yeah. And, and leave it to the Russians to get caught doping and curling. <laughs> really? Is there any, is there any sport that they, dude, that they don't that, happen? well, that's what I've said. If, if curling's not safe, you need to be testing fucking <laughs> everybody, dude. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, like, it's ridiculous. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Yeah. These are fucking weird things, man, that you got to think about, dude. It's all, you know, I remember playing football and never, ever, ever did i think i was gonna get hurt you know this is something i never even thought about mm-hmm. now like with my kids though i'm like jesus man like you know now i i don't know dude it changed everything the way i think about stuff like yeah i get it i totally get where your where your head's at with it maybe we'll get him into tennis i don't know dude, tennis tennis is fucking hard yeah dude i i so my buddy plays like he played at a high level um and i went and like he was like getting ready for a tournament. I'm like, dude, I'm fat and slow, but I mean, if you want to like zing some balls at me, I'll try. You know, I'll try to, I don't think I returned anything back to him. I really don't. It's hard. It's way harder than, you know, you would think. Like, or, yeah, it, I never played it. No, oh, fuck, dude. I'll watch the shit out of it, though. I don't care to watch it. They grunt too much. I, I could they, watch it. I could really get in trouble for that now, but no, I don't, I don't. I don't care to watch it. I watch, um, I'd rather watch golf. Yeah, I'd rather watch MMA. Yeah, I'd, I watch that all the time. <laughs> well, oftentimes I switch over from golf to the fights. Yeah, yeah, because I'm because of where I am, like because of my timelines. Oh yeah. If it ends, the round will end and go right to the prelims. Yeah, 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 dude. I've been in, I've enjoyed our back and forth on the fights lately. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to talk talk fighting. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the opportunity to do that with anybody. Cause I know I've said it before. Very few of my, you know, friends in real life, watch a sport or understand anything about yeah, fighting. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't want to sound like arrogant, but on our level anyways. <laughs> yeah. We're, I feel like we're fairly studied. I mean, I'm not trying, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be weird about it. I just feel like we've been paying attention for a very long time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is awkward sometimes to talk to people about fights. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, somebody might, you know, say, oh, when's Conor McGregor fighting next, you know, and then you ask them who Marvin Vittori is and they're just like, who, what, what's a Marvin Vittori, you know? Right. Right. What do you actually dude? What do you think about that? Like, do you think it's oversaturated at this point? Like I'm actually Dana White announced like they're going to make like somewhere around like 60 cuts. And I'm actually super stoked about that. Yeah. I think it's good too. That's like, I mean, I mean, the early prelims, most of the time, I don't even know who any of these people are anymore. You know, I used to know, I literally used to know, and this was probably just a year ago, every single fighter on the card, almost every single time. Now, like, I'm like, geez, man, I don't even know who some of these I de- are. I, I definitely have to do my homework before an event and, and look up guys. Um, yeah, 
I, I, I don't know if it's saturated, but there's just, you know, I think when we're watching MMA in our early twenties, when we didn't really have a whole lot, you know, we really just had to work and drink and then watch fights when we wanted to, you know, and then now we have families and wives and children and stuff like that. I think it's just a difficult thing to stand on top of. Yeah. I don't know if it's oversaturated though. Well, I mean, I could never get too much, but I'm talking about like their roster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, but this contender series is sort of replaced some of the feeder from the ultimate fighter. I know the ultimate fighter is coming back, but, um, there's some good names coming in and good, good young kids, like killers, man, guys that are fighting, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's the whole purpose of the show, right? Like he's, he's looking for guys he can bring in for one night for one fight. Like this is your opportunity to show me what you have. Mm-hmm. If you do it and you win, you're probably going to get a contract. If not, good luck. Maybe we'll bring you back again, you know, some other time Yeah. or go to Bellator or PFL. You just got to appreciate guys that are still working real hard to finish, you know, um, where they're still so hungry. They're, they're willing to put it on the line. Like I love George St. Pierre, but, and, and the, man, the dude knew how to win, but um, he wasn't really looking to finish towards the end of his career. You know, they, they fight, they fight to win and retain same with, I think Demetrius Johnson. I mean, that guy, that guy was insane. You know, I don't know how many five round decisions that dude won, but in my opinion, it's like almost too many, you know, he had some good stoppages though. You know, I mean, he knocked out Benavidez. He stopped Cejudo in their first fight. He tapped out Ray Borg. He tapped out Horiguchi. Those are all title title fights. He, I think DJ had quite a few finishes during his his reign. Did he? Yeah. Maybe I'm just focused on the couple five round decisions then. Yeah, I mean he went to decision with like Ian, you know he had that draw with Ian McCall and then the rematch um, went to a decision and uh, I mean yeah he definitely fought a few guys to decision but he had he had some pretty impressive stoppages too. Cejudo beat him in a decision, didn't he? I don't. I don't even actually. Yeah. I'm not even really sure if Cejudo beat him that time, but it was a close fight. Yeah, I don't know. Man. It, was, it was definitely close. I think, looking back on it, I think I, I had Cejudo winning it, but I haven't watched the fight mm-hmm. since. Even like JJ, dude, Joanna Champ, man, she's one of my favorite fighters. She's she was a killer, savage, dude. There in the initial part of her reign, mm-hmm. she hit some hit some, couple fights where she was winning by decision or late you know, late TKOs or something like that. Um, you know, and then she got stopped and then she fought Shevchenko. That was a five round. Now you see like Shevchenko is probably one of the p- potential to be one of the most prolific finishers out there. Um, but she also could very easily just skate through a five round decision. No problem. Yeah. Yep. John Jones, John Jones is a prolific finisher, but he could easily not show up and just toy for five rounds. You know, Well, I mean, you look at John's last, last few fights. I mean, they've all gone to a decision. Um, Tiago Santos, close decision. Anthony Smith decision. Mm-hmm. Dominic Reyes. That was the decision. I don't know how many, how many stoppages John Jones has as a, when he was a champion. Oh, as an actual champ. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know, and, and, and like looking back at GSP, during his title reign, like he was fighting guys that were notorious for not being able to get stopped. You know, Nick, Nick Diaz and Carlos Condit and John Fitch, all those guys. I mean, very few people finish them, you know? Oh, that's, yeah, that's actually really fair of you to bring that up. You're right. He also, I feel like St. Pierre went from zero wrestling to like Olympic caliber wrestling in his career somehow. And like sort of fell in love with it. You know what I mean? Like, he was not a good wrestler and then learned how to wrestle and just started mopping the floor with people. Well, you can thank Matt Serra for that. I mean, Matt Serra changed his entire fighting style, I think. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I just I just want to see him breathe some life into it, man, bring some new young guns in, dude. Well, that fucking Jordan Levitt kid KO'd Matt Wyman with that slam. Yeah, dude, he's a character. That one, dude, that was such a wild knockout. I was, I was shocked. I, I, I started like shouting down in my basement, and Kendra was like, "Are you okay?" There's definitely some slam KOs in the past where you're like, "Oh, that's fucking cool," but it was obvious like there wasn't really any intent there. It's just sort of how it went. But like that dude framed him out and fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he 
slammed him with the absolute intent of damaging him, whether he knocked him out or not. But that was totally calculated. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, very few people slam with the intent to actually frame him out and hurt him. You know, yeah. uh, what was it? Who was it? Uh, Nama Yunus did Andrade slam Nama Yunus recently. Like that was purely coincidence. That wasn't like, you know, she, yeah, she, she like dumped her on her head. Right. But I mean, that, that was just a circumstance of a throw. It's not like, yeah, you, you know, that's, that was just a sort of a byproduct of a move. Like Jordan Levitt, like frame that dude out, like, it, like carried him across the cage and was like, okay. And three, two, one slam. You're done. You know, the only, the only other fighters that fight like that, like intent on KOing somebody, you know, with a slam was Gerald Harris who fought in the UFC and was on the ultimate fighter. Yeah. Um, and Tito. And probably rampage ish. He's got, yeah. but I mean, he had a couple massive slams, I think in, uh, um, in pride, but again, I don't, I would think he would be on the, I don't think he was necessarily, um, purely calculated like that. You know, this is sort of, again, like a byproduct of kind of being crazy. I mean, the, the Levitt slam KO was the most like technical, like knockout setup I've ever seen. I think ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was impressive. And, you know, like, it, yeah, it was crazy, and I, f- I felt super bad for Matt Wyman because he's, you know, he's a vet and he's been around for a really long time. And he's had a rough go of it, and this, uh, you know, I think probably he gets cut. Oh yeah, that one. I don't, I don't see why, dude. When I was like, I was like, holy shit, this guy's still fighting. Like I couldn't, I, I hadn't remember seeing him in a fight in a minute. To be honest, yeah, man, he's on know. tough season five. Wow, that's going way back, dude. Mm-hmm. That's when Diaz came out, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the Diaz season. Wow. Joe Lozon, Cole Miller. I mean, that had a, that was a huge. There was some good fight season. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, dude, you and I always talk fights, man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do something. We're gonna the Pugilist podcast, man. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, my thoughts are that it's gonna be really awesome. It's gonna be a little different from what we're gonna. So we're gonna we're gonna probably we're gonna launch this after the new year. I'm a, yep. I'm, a, I'm a benchmark kind of guy. I like to start things like f- fresh in a way. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to launch it after the new year, but we always talk fights when we're together or when we're talking or texting or whatever. So we're going to put it out there for people. We're going to, what do you think we'll do? Probably review the fights before they happen and then react to them kind of thing. Yeah. I think like card breakdowns would be good. Um, and then, you know, post event wrap ups and reviews. What are, what are we going to focus on? What like which organization? Like, yeah, we're we're obviously huge UFC guys. Like I don't, no one. I mean, you can't ignore the UFC. I, I watch some Bellator, but usually, usually it's only when I know the um, when it's a headline that can grab my attention. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think I think we're primarily focused on the UFC, but you know, there's some like Gegard Mousasi is still fighting in Bellator. I'm a huge fan of his, you know, if there's an event coming up with him on it, you know, it'd be something I'd, I'd be interested in. Uh, in do, you follow, um, do you watch glory at all? Any of the kickboxing stuff? Um, I, my, my love for kickboxing kind of phased out after K one kind of vanished. Like the Uber era was like the last, yeah. the last time I really watched K one. So, there's some good, some really interesting stuff going on with glory. Um, it's downstream for me, but I'll catch it. You know, I, I, every now and again, like if I'm in a mood, yeah, I'll just search it. Um, and what about one? Have you seen one at all? One? I have not watched a live one FC. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even know how to watch it live. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there, dude, I I follow him on Instagram, man, and there's some fucking savages fighting in that in that organization, dude. Well, there, there's no USADA testing in one FC. Okay. Fair enough. So they're getting um, on all the natty supplements. So that was, that was a, a big knock on pride too. Wasn't it back in the day? I think the first time they were under any kind of sanctions was when they, they did like what two events. Yeah. And, I think uh, they had two or three events it, in the U S I'm fairly confident. A couple of guys popped. Yep. There were no, but I think in the pride contracts, they, they, they would explicitly state like we do not drug test. That, like, like, go ahead and use it because we just want, <laughs> yeah, to be fucking savage. Yeah, you know, they are interested in putting on crazy events and. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there's a huge uh, in Japan. There's definitely a huge uh, 
professional wrestling sort of yep. interest and love, right? And while mixed martial arts is a little bit more honorable than that, um, they still it's still about entertainment, you know? Yes. Yep. In the day they want. They want fucking old Sakuraba to come in there and just go fucking balls to the wall. I want 90-year-old Sakuraba to come out and fight. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Dude, if Tyson just fought, I think we could get Sakuraba back. <laughs> I don't think we need to. See, you know, he's been in so many wars. Like he, he has his. Dude, I wouldn't even stone. I wouldn't even watch it if Sakuraba yeah. said anything about coming back. I wouldn't even watch it. I mean, I, I, dude, I, I, I stopped really. So I watched this last Tyson fight. Um, I was not happy about it. Although Tyson looked really good, surprisingly. I mean, even Jones actually looked decent. But like when I saw Chuck and Tito fight. I'm really losing interest in the old man novelty of it. You know, it's like <laughs> they're just, they're just playing on the fact that these guys are fucking pride fighters or prize fighters. And like, you know, they have fucking egos, you know? So, yeah. Uh, uh, Dana White said, he's like, yeah, I'm not into the old man stuff. Like, I don't think you should be, man. These dudes can get fucked up doing this shit. Yeah, they could. I mean, they should, there should be maybe a, a promotion that's just like a legends division. Like you just bring in all the guys that, you know, are maybe past their prime that still want to compete. You don't drug test them and you just let them get on TRT and you just let them fucking go to war. <laughs> like pay them a shit ton of money. If they still want to fight, like just let them. I mean, that, that dude, I mean, there could be a market for that. But do you remember, do you remember when uh, Shamrock and Hoist Gracie fought? It wasn't Bell. It wasn't yeah, Bellator. It was just like yeah, it was a weird fight. <laughs> dude, like, was crazy through like one knee and it was over. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I, I did not envision Hoist Gracie stopping Ken Shamrock via strikes. Well, I'm also not even really sure that he did. I mean, I don't know, man. Either <laughs> way, it was just awkward and weird. And I mean, for for I would say the Tyson Jones fight. Um honestly it didn't seem like old manish to me jones looked a lot slower but like it wasn't like obvious like holy shit these guys are ancient they're this shouldn't be happening you know yeah like to you know for those guys showed the fuck up and that was impressive i'm let me that's the best way i can say it but uh i don't know if i want to see it again you know? did that fight have the the jake paul uh fight on there yeah dude it was whatever logan paul is it Logan Paul or Jake? Whatever. One of the Jake, Pauls. Jake fought last. And then there's talks that Logan is going to do an exhibition boxing fight with uh, Floyd. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Are they both trying to be boxers? Yeah. I, I mean, Jake's now what? Two and O as a pro and Logan is Oh, and one. He, he did like a, uh, his debut boxing fight was with uh, this British YouTuber, YouTuber named KSI. Or okay, I, don't, I don't know the I didn't know the difference. I just know the one asshole went to like the suicide woods in Japan and got like Yeah, that was Logan. Okay. Yep. So I didn't really know the difference. Uh dude, I think it's a sad state of affairs in boxing if Floyd Mayweather is gonna fight a fucking YouTube kid. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Um I mean you know Floyd's not gonna lose. Like what's the draw? Yeah, what's yeah. I mean I, I can get like the financial side of it, right? Because Logan Paul is a is a big content creator with YouTube and very popular with, with young up and comers. Um, and Floyd's a legend in the sport. So I understand it from a, from a financial perspective, but um, like an exhibition, like what does an exhibition tell you? It, it kind of tells you that it's, it's prearranged. Like, you know, who's going to kind of win. Like the, there's, there's no, you know, I don't well, know. I you know that was the same sort of premise on the Tyson Jones fight. Like they, they knew they had some like retired fighters as the judges they called it a draw, but before they went out, they said they weren't going to declare a winner. So mm -hmm. you knew that no one was going to be declared. They they allegedly weren't allowed to knock each other out. Um, yeah. Any, I'm, any fighter even remotely got cut, then they were going to end the fight. So, I mean, they did put all these like weird kind of rules on it and it's just made for TV event, you know? Yeah. I just don't, I don't get why Floyd would willingly engage in something like this. Um, you know, if he's going to fight, like come out and, and fight a real fighter. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to cross over in MMA. Yeah. I know he's wow. light years behind, like on the floor and all that stuff, but just as boxing alone would be intimidating for people. I'm just saying like, if he, if he actually wanted to have some fights, there are some lower tier MMA fighters that could probably give him a good hearty go. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be awkward. You know, he's, he's not going to get that payday though. Yeah. I mean, they don't, yeah, you're right. I mean, Floyd, I think he get paid in anything he does personally. Um, not nearly, you know, MMA is like way behind boxing money. 
Let's be honest. <laughs> it just is. But um, you're talking about Conor McGregor at the highest paid fighter in one single fight at three and a half million. That's fucking peanuts compared to what, you know, Manny, Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao won't step in a ring if, if you, unless he's sniffing 20 million or more, you know? Yeah. Floyd's at a, he's a hundred million fighter. So, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, obviously there's money stuff, but yeah, I don't know, man. And there's talks about Jake Paul calling out Conor McGregor for a, for a boxing fight. He already, well, he called him out. He already did call him out. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know, dude. Why, how are you going to knock out a fucking retired basketball player? And, and then call it Conor McGregor. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I mean, come on, man. Jake's, I mean, he seems to, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see the fight. I saw that the 10 second clip of him knocking the guy out. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to assume that he has knockout power and he looks, you know, he's young. He's got a, age on his side, right? He's 23 years old. So he can learn, you know, when you, when you pick up a sport, even in your twenties, you learn extremely fast. And so it's, it's obvious not, that it's obvious that he's training. It's obvious that he's in decent shape and it's yep. obvious that he's got some people around him that are teaching him how to fight. Yep. He still yeah. hasn't been tested by any. Exactly. Yeah. And if you think at two and oh, you're mm-hmm. just going to enter a boxing ring with fucking Conor McGregor and beat him. Um, I don't know, man. I think you're high. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, I think these days they can c- kind of call their shot. And if it happens, it happens, and they make a little, a whole lot of money, man. You know, and if it doesn't, yeah. just keep grinding. So, um, and Connor didn't respond. I don't think so. That's yeah. Say. I don't know. I, I don't I think just... he. I don't know, man. I know he's talked about Pacquiao as being like a boxing fight that he really wants. Mm-hmm. That's Connor. That is, but um, I think, I think the scene in MMA is going to be prolific enough for him to stick around there. Well, I think he needs to just focus on MMA because he's got that Poirier fight coming up next month. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, Connor, Connor put Poirier away pretty clean the first time. Yeah, in the first round. I, you know, I think he hit him kind of behind the ear and it didn't really knock him out, but, you know, threw off his equilibrium and did enough to stop the fight. Like, he didn't he didn't flat out knock him out. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, I've been super impressed with Dustin as of late. And, uh, I definitely coming think off, that it's a fight off, that he can win. He's coming off a ripped up knee though, isn't he? Is this his first fight back from an injury? Uh, I don't know if he got an injury in the Dan Hooker fight. That was his last fight. He went five rounds with Dan Hooker in what was a, an amazing fight. Um, maybe, maybe it was, maybe the hooker fight is when he was coming off that injury. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what, uh, what ailments he has. Dude, I, like, I like Dustin a lot. I think he's a great fighter and he's a good I, dude too. I think he is um, one of the premier ambassadors for the sport. If you want to look at, you know, what he does when he's not fighting and all the nonprofit stuff he does, and then you look at what he does inside the cage. I mean, you can't you can't find a better ambassador for mixed you martial arts. Give Connor a shout out too because he's donating 500k to Dustin's cause. Is it really? Yeah, because it was this was they talked about um, this being an exhibition before the UFC jumped on it. That's right. Yeah. And and Connor put up 500 grand and he said, he said, you know what? We're going to sign it. I'll give it to you anyways. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm excited to see that one. Uh, I'm a Connor guy though. I like Connor and I don't want to see him lose personally. Um, Cause I think a winning Connor is just better for the sport personally. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, and to be honest, like, I don't think the Cerrone thing was like, I watched that fight back the other day and it's just like <laughs> I love Donald Cerrone but I mean you know that guy fights too often in my opinion well Connor fucked him up big time well that's my point I think Donald fights too often and I definitely think there's something to be said for some of these guys as they get older to rest you know like look, yeah. at, look at like a Stipe like he <laughs> he fought fucking Francis Ngannou who's just an absolute gorilla mm-hmm and the dude is probably one of the most powerful punchers on the planet, right? He survives five rounds with that guy, then fights Cormier and, like, is soft, right? Gets knocked out, yeah. Takes a ton of time off, comes back, and is savage the next time he fights. It's like, you know, obviously, if you could just rest, you know, I don't think – I think once your chin is gone, it can be gone, but I do feel like you can rest it a bit where it can at least absorb a little bit more. So Cerrone, I think, just fights too frequently, then uh, 
I mean, dude, he, he basically knocked him out with shoulder strikes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or at least that set everything up. So, well, now Donald says he's going back to 155 and he's, you know, I'm, I'm guessing this is probably where he's going to end his career. I don't anticipate him having too many more fights left. No, I don't. I mean, dude, that dude's been through so many wars, man. Dude, but 155 is just stacked with, with absolute savages. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think if, if he's going to try and, I mean, Donald Cerrone can kind of go lightweight or welterweight and fight top of the division in, in both areas, but uh, he's going to have tough fights, very tough fights with the top of those, of the 155 guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. And who knows what he's, what, what's going to happen with Khabib? Like, is he retired? Is he coming back? The title hasn't been. I, I, think, he may, I think he may actually stay retired, bro. Yeah, I think so too. But I mean, the UFC is going to have to do something with that belt, right? I mean, yeah, Khabib um, can't be inactive. And then I saw something that said Khabib was really focused on uh, Olympic wrestling, and a lot of a lot of guys, not not to pr- participate, but to try to build Olympic wrestling programs and stuff. You know, that's a, and, a thing in Dagestan. Big thing. And he, and he just bought a promotion. Oh, did he? Yeah, he bought. Uh, I think what was formerly known as. Uh, what was it like EFC or something like that? I think it was like an, an organization based in Africa. And I think he's rebranding it and sure. he's going to, he's going to be the, the Dana White of that, uh, of that promotion now focusing on middle Eastern fighters. Well, there's a shitload of them. Yeah. And they're fucking badass. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them, <laughs> these Dagestanis are nuts, right? Yes, but there's a whole shitload of these guys that come up through Abu Dhabi and stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, try to try to learn how to f- strike, and they're just trash. <laughs> but there, there are a few when they rise up, man, they are really good. Yeah. What's that Moroccan dude's name? The Moroccan dude, guy. He's like Moroccan or Kuwaiti. Dude, I I never catch his name, but he's a fucking savage, man. He fights so hard. Um, MMA or is a kickboxer? No, he's an MMA guy. Um, oh. UFC. He just had a fight recently, and then obviously, like this kid Chimaev, man, he's a fucking beast. He's he's a Dagestani, but he comes out of Sweden. Yep. But any of these Sharipovs and all these fucking dudes, man, like they're they're nasty, man. Basically, if you have that facial hair style where you have a beard but you don't have a mustache, you're, you're probably going to be badass. A solid wrestler and a decent tracker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not obvious. Like, all right, man. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not one for like picking fighters just based on how they look. But if you were going to throw some money on a dude with a beard and no mustache, it'd probably be a safe bet. Fuck that. I do that all the time. If I see a guy who looks like that, I'm like, yep, this guy's going to win. That's fair. I watch the weigh-ins. A lot of time. That's how I, I can't get as many tells off it anymore because guys aren't cutting as much weight as they used to. But, um, I'm a big advocate of watching the weigh-ins. I feel like I get the best tell when they do their walkout to the cage. That's fair. that's where I, that's where I kind of know like who I think is going to win. I've usually picked the fight long before that. And I'll tell you, I start questioning myself when I watch the walkouts, <laughs> when I watch the walk, I'm like, Oh fuck, here we go. I'm going to lose. This <laughs> one, you know? um, but normally I'm in a position where I want to pick the fight long before that. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the, or like some of my buddies, will be, they'll be like into the second round <laughs> dudes, like basically out and it'll be like, yeah, I got the guy in yellow. Like, all right, guy, really? You're going to pick, you know, now that he's already ravaged him for a full round, you're going to pick the dude is obviously, yeah, you, you know. You can't do that once the fight starts. No, yeah, I'm not. That's kind of annoying when people do that. I'll yeah. get random texts from people sometimes. <laughs> everybody knows I'm, if the fight's around, everybody knows I'm probably watching it. Yeah. People people throw me random ass texts. <laughs> the, the one live UFC event I went to was here in Salt Lake, and I'm, like, standing in line with Lori we're watching on the monitor because we're trying to get food. It's one of the prelims and like, they were like a round and a half in or something like that. And these two dudes were like, all right, man, I got the guy in yellow. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, dudes like the other guy in gray or whatever is like lumped up. Like fights probably going to get stopped because he's cut, you know, and you're like really guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was, what event, what event was that? Was it right here? In, it was right. It was a UFC right here in Salt Lake city. It was, uh, um, what's that fucker's name? Bruce, you know, the Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Yeah. I think he, did he fight Pantera? He might've fought that other, the Mexican kid who fights just like him. They're wild with the kicks. One thing I can say though, uh, I saw a court McGee fight live. He's incredible. And he's actually from here. Uh, Yeah. 
I saw Cub Swanson fight live. He's incredible. I saw um, the Japanese kid who fights out of Team Alpha Male. He he was on a good run. He was knocking dudes out. I can't remember his name. Taruto Ishihara. Yes, I believe that's it. He's really good. And then Marcin Tabura, dude. One of the most oh, yeah. head kick knockouts I've ever fucking seen. He's a big like, boy. It was devastating. Like, dude, it was devastating in person. Because like you don't get they don't you can't cut away from anything, right? When motherfuckers get knocked out on TV, like they cut away and they protect them. Uh-uh. That that whole awkward shit where you're like, holy fuck, did that guy just die? Like that you're experiencing that live. Like it was nuts, you know? Yeah, um, I got to work security for a UFC event when I was at Miramar. Yeah, I remember when they held that one. I was pissed. Yeah. I, I think I was still in Japan, like motherfucker, like yeah, I, re- I think I don't know if you we I don't know if we were emailing or MySpace in back then. I have no idea, but I, I feel like I knew you were doing that. It's probably MySpace. I got my ass chewed during that event too. Cause I was too, fo- I was, I was watching the fights instead of like actually doing security. <laughs> yeah. What I was there for. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what the <laughs> fuck I'd have been doing. <laughs> the sergeant came out and just started chewing my ass right in front of everybody. I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, I'm going to watch the fights. Like what, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to pay attention, man. No way. No, I was just the worst security guard that night whatever <laughs> yeah i was happy as hell man when i found out the ufc was coming to salt lake but i mean i'm not far from vegas i could get down there and when they start letting fans go back and i i, I want to experience it in vegas because it's obviously a different yeah atmosphere, you know so yeah it'll be a good time one of these days it's it's uh it's an experience man um well obviously you've been to one but uh yeah it's wild seeing them seeing them live uh doesn't really do it justice per se yeah so that was a that was exciting. Lori and Lori has been through my whole journey of like being a fight fanatic, right? Mm-hmm. What hilarious is like I fangirl over fighters. She was like, "Holy shit, it's Herb Dean!" You know, <laughs> he was like running down, like snapping selfies with fucking Herb Dean and uh, what's Bruce Buffer? You know, yeah. It was like it. What's funny too is like they'll come out and they're out and like in the crowd, like trying to like, you know show some love and stuff you know mm-hmm. it can kind of move around a lot so yeah it was cool she she got a bunch of cool pictures with uh those guys i love the sport what can i say yeah well i do too man and i'm glad that we're gonna launch a project on it dude yeah i'm excited about it we'll do it a little different though i think we're gonna we're gonna try to be a little more streamable a little more visual with it Try to yeah, and, yeah, and even if we don't do it like live, you know, you can still record video and then release it, you know, yeah. after the fact. Uh, yeah, no, so that's part of the whole sort of maturation of the projects that we're working on, you know. But uh, for me, I want to launch it. I want to launch it after the new year because I want to take the rest of this month to really focus on um, the one swing component. You know, I just got the nonprofit letter back. Um, I was actually ready to calm a lot of stuff down and dial a whole, whole shitload of stuff back. And then I got the letter back, man. And now I got to, you know, I feel like, uh, it was a sign. I got to push harder. And I'm that's going, how it goes, right? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, lately that's been happening to me and, uh, I, I feel weird. I'm not like a, everything happens for a reason type of cat necessarily, but, um, sometimes some shit's just so in your face. Like you just can't not listen to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we're going to build it up, have a good tournament in April. Yeah. Try to raise some money and do some golf events, build a community of veterans that play golf and try to get them some equipment and lessons and the whole deal, man. It's going to be good. <clears throat> Billy was talking about uh, like after COVID is all done, like everybody coming out. Up to Utah. I'd love to have like her. Yeah. yeah, for like a little trip. Yeah, man. I think if we are even linking up in Vegas, whatever, man. If we could get people together, dude, I'd love to. Whatever, yeah. whatever people want to do. We could always. There's probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, or didn't he? He he worked hard, man. He had like a whole fucking text thread of a ton of motherfuckers, dude. Like, remember that? Mm. A while ago, were you in that? I don't know. It was like it was like somewhere Billy's super nostalgic like that, man, but it was like ten years or something. Yeah. Most of us had been in, in Japan and like we had a text thread for a while. Oh really? Yeah. Shout out to shout out to fucking big A man for being yeah. all 
trying to keep us all together and shit. I, I'm I'm glad I've been able to reconnect with you guys and yeah, it's yeah, man, it's been you know it's good and that's why I love doing this stuff too, like just having fucking random talks, man. Yeah, feels good. It's like it does. It's therapeutic, dude. Like I was sitting in the VA parking lot the other day and like talking to the people they make me talk to. It's never the same as just talking to a friend, you know? Yeah. Well, even Kendra said after I did the podcast with, with Billy last, last night, she's like, I can tell after these wrap up, like you're in your spirits are so much higher, you know, and you, you, you seem so much happier when you're able to do things like that. And she's totally right. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's just some kind of unspoken connection, man. I can't describe it. I don't think anybody can. It's just something different, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. The time, the time that we all spent together, you may seem insignificant, but it really wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. like the fact that you and I have actually never even discussed on here until right now, as I bring it up that you like dropped all your shit and came to my wedding, like on a whim, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't have many friends that have ever done that. You know, well, I, yeah. have one. I have one, I have a friend. I don't even remember the dude I told. Cause it wasn't you. I didn't tell you to your face. I told somebody who I happened to bump into like, yo, I'm fucking getting married tomorrow. And you motherfuckers like showed up, like, especially you, like, and you guys were on the Mew. Like, then, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, we're tight like that, but we didn't even think to talk about it the first time we did a podcast together. Like, that's what's crazy. But I mean, that's that sort of something different about our relationship, you know, or like, yeah. what, or the just sort of the friendships you have with like other veterans, man. I, don't I just think the, yeah, the bonds you make when you serve are, are just immediately so much stronger than, you know, other facets of life. Yeah. That's just a really difficult thing to explain. Yeah. It's, it's almost not even worth trying to explain to somebody who's outside the circle, you know, like, cause people just probably don't get it. Yeah, well, it's hard to even explain to someone in the circle. You know, like you just feel a certain type of way about it, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, you're right, dude. It's weird, but yeah, I, I, um, I always feel a little rejuvenated um, when I have somebody on here that I've spent time with. You know, it's it's lot, like free therapy. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Very cathartic, dude. Very cathartic. I love it. Um, and like I said, like there's been times where I kind of be like, yeah, maybe I need to dial this back and like. Then I'll catch another episode. I'm like, yeah, no, I need to keep doing this. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm excited for the future, though, man. We're going to do some cool projects. And uh, hopefully you'll you'll get all your stuff lined out, too. I know you're, you're getting some setups going. So Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much done. Every, I think everything is it's pretty much ready to go from, like, a technological standpoint. Um, I, I think there's, like, hesitation, though, of, like, jumping into something like that and putting yourself out there and just make it a giant fucking ass yourself or not, you know, not finding success at doing it. Um, which is kind of like a mental hurdle. I think you have to get over. Yeah, dude, I would just say, go for it, man. Yeah. I think you just have to, you just have to, you know, I was thinking the same thing like a hundred plus episodes ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, most podcasts don't survive. I guess I, I went to this like summit and they're like, yeah, most podcasters will quit after like about seven episodes. I've made tons and tons of mistakes along the way, man. But you know, um, I like it. There's a few people listening and I want to keep those people listening and try to grow it. So I would just say leap dude, you know, just fuck it. Just go. Yeah. Have fun with it. That's a bit, that's a big thing having fun with it yeah you just i mean there's nothing left to do it but do it man just start from all these you know there's all these fucking i follow all these like influencers and all these different people that'll drop like these little nuggets of like what are supposed to be like super life inspiring fucking bits of advice and all this shit and the one thing that they always circle back to is just go Uh just start you know um because at some point they were the same person. Like, oh, I just need to pull the trigger. You just got to start, man. Yeah. Whatever Otherwise this, these thousands of dollars in equipment that I have are just not being put to use. Yeah, man. Just, just do it, dude. Your friends will be there for you. They'll support you. We'll all watch and, and help you along, you know, help you build your community. Yeah. So we support you, man. All right. All right, my man. It's good having you back, dude. Likewise. I'm going to, so, but also like, thanks for jumping on and filling in and 
helping out with all this other stuff. Like you're, uh, you're, I love your humor, dude. Like <laughs> this it's is very so, deadpan. Yeah. But I'm just with it. You know what? I just get it. You know, like, yeah. like I think I've always just gotten it. And I think that's why you and I've always like sort of connected that way. Um, especially like after today, listening to that thing, like, um, yeah, it was just, it was good, dude. So no, I, anytime, you know, one of you guys drops me a message saying, Hey, you want to do an episode? I'm probably always going to do it as long as I can get the kid to sleep. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm game. Always game. For sure. I'm lucky. My kids are just downstairs destroying shit. I'll just deal with it. (laughs) You know, no big deal. All right, man. Uh, take care, dude. Um, hug your wife. Tell her thanks for letting me have some of your time and, you know, take care of your boy, dude, and help him realize his dreams, you know? I got to get him on the pull-up bar soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, no with that. I'm going to start ITing him. That's how I'm going to discipline him. Fucking haze his ass. I'm going to make a little quarter deck. <laughs> so good, <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to. I had family here recently. I was trying to explain the quarter deck. They were just eyes were like, like either eyes. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you don't even you know whatever. I don't know. I look back on some of that and I'm like, how? Why the fuck did I do even bother? What 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 was happening? You know? How do you get? How do you do that to yourself? Like, I don't know. Someday we'll have to do a whole episode of just talking about all the ridiculous shit we were made to do. And th- that probably, I, I that'd probably be like a three hour episode because there's just a ton of fuckery. Oh yeah, dude. Nothing but fuckery. Yeah. It's fun to talk about sometimes though. It is. All right, my man. I'll, uh, right. we'll catch up again, dude. And, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get you back on a shit show before we shut this thing down. All right. Sounds good. I'll be All here. Right. Yeah, man. Take care. Take care.